it's that paranoia of like i know something's wrong and i'm being am i doing it yeah <laughs> am i being loud am i saying the stuff and then they're like no 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 everything's fine and she's like okay you're lying <laughs> yeah so you're lying because i am crazy and you're not telling me i'm crazy just say it just say it <laughs> yeah but don't I mean, say it because if you do i will but then i'll also still murder you there's no yeah. way out of this I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're yeah. a, star. a star! Please, I'm a star! <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the Eagles next door. Yep. <laughs> Immediately. We apologize to the <laughs> to audio the only people. <laughs> yeah. And I guess also to the visual people. That yeah. was a lot. But you're welcome jump at the same time. <laughs> the jump scare um we're the media literacy show from a horror lens where we explore the real life historical and i guess still historical reasonings behind our cinematic fears and uh we're closing out our tainted love series yeah yeah i apologize that in the series i inadvertently defend murderers twice so <laughs> be like that um, I just like to understand why people do things. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> analytical things to do is like, why do they be like that though? Yeah. Like, I don't even know why. Because it's like Pearl as a character is a lot. Yeah. And you're at many moments throughout being like, I don't understand how we got here. Like everything was chill a minute ago. How, mm -hmm. how murder? What? Uh, yeah. So I really just, I think I struggle to understand her as a character. So I was like, I need to unpack this. Why are mm -hmm. you like this? Uh, and it was actually quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about Pearl, which is the prequel to Axe, uh, the Ty West films. Um, and Pearl was filmed like immediately afterward. He pulled a... Um, whatever his name, what was his name? Ari Aster mm. uh, <laughs> was making a film right away. And uh, it breaks. is, yeah, do, do a secret show, why not? Um, and it follows the uh, villain from X, but younger. So we get like where she came from, why she does what she does maybe. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's important, like, you know, what you're saying, Kat, is like the whole reason why they even like made these films is because it is interesting to know um yeah you know i <laughs> also talk about how it's it's not an excuse it's just yeah. an explanation <laughs> exactly like i'm not like it's totally chill that she murdered people it's more like how did we get here and why is that interesting <laughs> exactly like yeah. we're not saying it's cool don't murder people there's lots of people <laughs> but... who had traumatic lives who don't go murdering people and that's like the higher statistical outcome is that you're not going to be murdering people it's just sometimes you get the perfect cocktail of trauma neglect and societal things that happen to result in murder with still that they need to be accountable for their actions and in this movie <laughs> once you see the sequel or like the this is the prequel to the original i guess you know yeah. the pearl um you're just like, yeah, she went her whole life getting away with murder. Mm -hmm. still okay. does. She'll be yep. out there, you know? Uh, yeah. Until till the end. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's so interesting. I 
uh, really liked X. You can listen to our episode about it. It was something I just found really fun. It was a great homage to, to classic horror like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the next one will be Maxine with triple X in the middle. And it's going to be more of an homage to like 80s VHS vibes, oh, okay. which is really fun. I really love this, you know, uh, take on these different genres and time periods and like this yeah. twist into horror and also an exploration of sexuality in those time periods, which is super important because <laughs> it's not something we always talk about. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one too. It is wacky. It is weird uh, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, I do recommend though. I think it was a fun watch. Oh yeah, totally. It was hilarious. It, I don't yeah. think I ever felt scared. Like it wasn't scary in a scary movie no. sense. It was very wacky and fun. But like it does have a lot of gore and other things that like if you're a horror fan, you will enjoy. And yeah, it was very fun. And one thing I do regret about my section is I don't talk enough about like the the place of porn mm -hmm. and like sexuality in those time periods so like honestly we probably could cover this again um i mean there's uh you know brief mention of this like it was like the beginning of pornography right there's like yeah. she sees a french pornographic film for the first time and it was like wild to think of um <laughs> and it was very silly it was like a silent film which i think is you know it makes so much sense that as soon as you get yeah. a new technology of any kind, of course, they're going to make it about sex. That's why there's like already like sex chat rooms for VR, you know, like yeah. that's already happening because of Everything. course it's happening. Yeah. They got to go down and back, like loop around back to sex. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a very, you know, strong part of humanity, you know, um, in our obsession or uh, repression or, just yeah. criticism of sexuality and who's allowed to enjoy it and do it and yeah. why changes with time <laughs> and is you know part of the powers that are, are held um by those in in charge and i think it says a lot about the society that you're in and um the time period that you're in yeah when you look at how sex is talked about or yeah. not talked about and even like the silent film version of porn was like you not no one was satisfied in that porn no. it lasted a whole it two so seconds weird. it was like thrust thrust done yeah he was like oh no charlie chapman this like, porn is clearly meant for men yeah oh then, yeah it's just making them think that's fine <laughs> It's also just like girl walking in the woods. Like there was yeah. nothing going on there where it was like, okay, yeah, this is romance. Oh yeah, there was no plot. <laughs> they were like, there was no like, oh, I'm here for a delivery. It was like, nah, we are in the woods <laughs> and just it's happening. We're just gonna get straight plot. to the point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not even yeah. the we know why you're here. Either, you know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got stuck behind the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's not anyone. Yeah. <laughs> It was really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, no, we did talk about, we're not going to talk about early 1900s pornography. Yeah, uh, sorry. Party. Maybe one sorry, day. Maybe one day we will. But I definitely got in, like, a tangent where I was like, I need to know why Pearl's like this. Mm -hmm. um, and it probably would have also been interesting to do the other thing. But maybe one day, guys. Yeah. You know?
stick around for our next 200 episodes and maybe yeah. we'll get there well I think um that was another thing too uh and then I'll hop into my section but just like this film showed that it was more than what we saw in X because mm-hmm. it just seemed like she was like a horny old lady who yeah, was that, you know yeah. and she was like oh curse you sex children you know like she was you know old yeah. about it and it's like okay actually she got a lot going on like there yeah. is like no end to just like the stuff she has to deal with so um I appreciate that and and the fact that your section is about just like society <laughs> like the effects on women in that period is like the equivalent to what this film is for Pearl because it's not yeah. just about the pornography of the time yeah um, it's about like social isolation and how that impacts growing minds and especially women in rural communities during a plague it's mm-hmm. fun you know yeah. which a lot going on who knows what that's like these days you know yeah what <laughs> Man, after reading my section i was like everyone should be worried about covid19 children yeah 100 like because after i was like oh no <laughs> that's yeah. stress so yeah there's so many babies like kids who like the first like two years of their life they didn't see the bottom half of people's faces yeah that's gonna be really hard to understand how people are feeling you yeah. know we just that's a lot <laughs> it was a lot to unpack and yeah we're gonna have that for so. a while but why don't you get into a game tell me your stuff let me do it so um as i mentioned uh we are talking about pearl which is from 2022 just happened um <laughs> we're excited for it and it is about in 1918 a young woman on the brink of madness pursues stardom in a desperate attempt to escape the drudgery isolation and lovelessness of Life on Her Parents' Farm. It's directed by Ty West. It was written by him and Mia Goth, who plays Pearl in uh, both films, as well as Maxine in X and in Max Triple Xine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call that there. And wow, Mia Goth, all the awards deserved 10 times over um, for this <laughs> role. And I'm very excited to see her in the new Cronenberg film. So, um, oh, true, yeah. Ty West's Pearl serves as a prequel to his ex-film's memorable villain, the older, sexually starved Pearl, who wreaks havoc on the young bodies that had the audacity to engage in relations on her property. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The prequel provides us with a glimpse into Pearl's complicated past and a slight defense for her actions. Not is it's an explanation of her actions. Yeah. (laughs) Background to her actions, but she did what she did. Yeah, <laughs> she's not a hero okay um yeah the film obviously follows pearl in her youth now um as she fights against the life the world has forced upon her one of idle hands and quiet mouths and she lives on a farm with her mother and father the latter of which has become quite ill after an encounter with the 1918's uh own pandemic so he got sick and now he needs to be cared for which is really stressful. <laughs> I was like, this is already, I'd say I was never afraid in this film, but I, there were parts where I was afraid for him. Yeah. That, oh, that was 100%. like, everybody else makes sense. But yeah. I don't know this man before. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like he is in your care. Like, and she very surprisingly, like in her twisted way was still taking care of him. Yeah. Like, she just... never tried to hurt him in a way that like, she was just trying to figure things out. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't feel like she was like I hate you I want you to die yeah it was, her mom 
Yeah, she wasn't like mad at him because it like wasn't his fault, first of all. But like, you know, it she her murderous intent was definitely not personal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for him, for sure. And even like later, some of the times it was just like, oh <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um, yeah, so uh because of this, the care of her father, the maintenance of their home and their well-beings falls on the two women, uh, her and her mother. And despite this heavy existence of farm chores and care work, Pearl's world is lit in technicolor, which is really fun. Um yeah. <laughs> because Pearl is going to be a star. Yeah. And I appreciate Ty West's dedication to the genre and the cinematic influences of the film's time period. So with X, he stuck to a Texas Chainsaw Massacre aesthetic against the backdrop of the sex industry of the 70s and it was this antithesis to the horror genre's obsession with murdering sexually charged youths because yeah. <laughs> that's like what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it's like how dare these hot young people come onto my property and uh you know just be hot because that's what yeah they are. how dare <laughs> and with Pearl, the saturated colors carefully cover the grimy truth of Pearl's life and actions, and it inspires a twisted version of The Wizard of Oz. Only this time, Dorothy doesn't accidentally drop a house or a bucket of water on the villain. Instead, she stabs him with a pitchfork to the chest or takes an axe to their head. Yep, classic. It happens, you know? Yeah, um, <laughs> I remember that being in The Wizard of Oz, you know? That's, <laughs> that's my Wizard of Oz from my childhood. I'm kidding, it's not, but... It's, uh... Uh, but I, well, I mean, the book very horrific okay, <laughs> very, very i did not scary. read the book so i don't even know <laughs> just, so it's like if no because i mean well yeah yeah there's actual <laughs> stuff in that too so yeah huh. it's oh, like yeah. if they were true to the novel i guess yeah. um, it's more r-rated right yeah. and uh so that's what i thought was really fun because it's very like he's trying very hard to be technicolor like the colors are oversaturated saturated her like her being the star is just very reminiscent of Judy Garland. It's just very amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so when we first meet her, she is found spinning in her room, holding a beautiful red dress to her body and fantasizing about the stage. And after being ordered to put that away and tend to her chores, Pearl, now dressed in overalls and boots, continues her performance. But this time, to an audience of farm animals, because that's all she can get. Yep. <laughs> not allowed to go anywhere nope. so we get a taste of pearl's uh sinister nature immediately when she murders one of the family's ducks for intruding on her performance yeah so, oh, immediately <laughs> you know how i feel about duck murder so i was sad <laughs> yeah yeah um you're like canceled she's dead. yeah i was um, like i hate her <laughs> I'm definitely being dramatic. Gonna keep watching. Yeah. Who is she? Like, it's you see that, and you know. Well, first of all, it's always like you kill animals. It's like a serial killer warning, red flag. Yeah. Um, but it's like we mirror, and she's like, I'm gonna be a star, and she's dancing, and she's um, mirroring the. She's in the location, and she's mirroring like an outfit, and kind of just like she has a little sh thing is uh, reminiscent of Maxine in X. Yeah, the same. You know, it's the same actress. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but I mean, like she dressed like, yeah, 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 yeah. like a little whisper, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. It is uh, cool. Uh, and later, Pearl gets an opportunity to head to the big city to pick up her father's medication, which is like, yes, oh my gosh, finally. Um, and her mother warns her against the pandemic, uh, telling her to wear a mask. Uh, and they're like these little cloth things. And at uh -huh. some point, I was like, okay, I get it. You're writing this during the pandemic and there used to be a pandemic and, like it just happened a lot 
yeah. <laughs> they were like hey there's a pandemic hey is that funny i just think being in the midst of this pandemic for so many years that when i see the pandemic like when people try to heavy hand it i'm like i'm over this okay i'm living this because well, we're still in the trauma of it so it's not yeah. we haven't reached the trauma to comedy window yet. yeah <laughs> we're still yeah. in there so it's like in even in you season three they like oh, yeah. make a mention of the pandemic and they're like yo the anti-vaxxers or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> all this other stuff and i'm just like uh um <laughs> uh the only one who's done that in a good way was uh superstore oh yeah i remember superstore they did a good job uh on everything so (laughs) but uh while in town we see the world pearl desperately wants to be a part of because she's like a disney princess yes be part of their world and she sails away into a theater watching the dancers and dreaming of a day when she'll be that star she has a fateful interaction with the theater's projectionist who flirts with her, offering her a glimpse behind the scenes, saying that she can come back anytime. Uh, and she asserts that she's married, that she's yep. a good girl. Um, <laughs> because like, no, nope, can't. Uh, and uh, he's like, okay, <laughs> just talking to a pretty girl. Don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. And then she heads home. And we get to see more of that tainted repression that Pearl suffers from when she has an intimate and loud moment with a scarecrow yep it's a weird scene it's a very long scene it's a long weird scene and they want you to know something's wrong with pearl yeah (laughs) well you know something's here something's happening and i totally get it because having a husband away at war taking care of your family um isolating due to a pandemic and living in the early 1900s yeah uh no wonder pearl is hot with tension and troublesome thoughts yeah. <laughs> it's rough out there okay yeah. um and as the story progresses we see just how isolated pearl is because of her mother and after she gives into those desires coupling with the hot projectionist she learns of a possibility the chance at an escape um because he is a self-proclaimed bohemian living a life for himself only a luxury that a only a white man in 1918 could have and he indulges her with kisses and the first pornographic film uh and also he's just like oh that could be you and it's it doesn't seem like it's the way that it's like said in the conversation they're having doesn't feel like pervy the way that like (laughs) you would expect that to be where he's not like oh that could be you it's more like that could be you like you could be sexually free yeah like you could have that opportunity and she's like what no stop um (laughs) me it just seemed it just felt different yeah (laughs) like I was I was expecting him to say something like that but I was not expecting it to be like kind of in this like positive light and I was like that's dope I like him yeah Um, (laughs) so after this interaction Pearl's yearning for an escape and for freedom grows even stronger only now Pearl's intruding thoughts start to leak out and take shape in the real world and she fears something is wrong with her and in response to the fear of being found out she lashes out first Um, and that happens time and time again (laughs) where she's just like it's that paranoia of like I know something's wrong and I'm being, am I doing it? Yeah. <laughs> am I being loud? Am I saying the stuff? And then they're like, no, 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 everything's fine. And she's like, okay, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're lying because I am crazy and you're not telling me I'm crazy. Just say it. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> but don't mean? say it because if you do, I will. But then I'll also you. still murder you. There's no yeah. way out of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like them trying to play like she's stupid. And yeah. she's like, I'm not. I know I'm crazy. <laughs> so 
what's wrong? Okay, well, tell me what's wrong because you said yeah. it's fine. Uh, I love her because <laughs> it's like this this blend of like innocence, but also like evil. <laughs> this yeah, like where it's just you know she seems like she could be someone you can pull the wool over because she just this little farm girl and then she's not she's thinking she's she's more than just this like i'm fantasizing about becoming a dancer it's just that's her only way out yeah <laughs> you know um so we watch uh, as Pearl seeks that freedom wherever she can get it, whether it be dancing alone in her room, humping a scarecrow in the cornfield, or cavorting with the handsome projectionists, right? Um, and her desperate spiral is intense, leaving a path of blood and pain in her wake. And at the heart of the film, though, what truly elevates it is Mia Goth's performance. Totally worth it, just for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> as weird as it gets, she's just such a powerful person to watch. Like, her presence is just yeah like she's shaking, a you know like fantastic like, oh. actress Whew, man and as pearl performs in front of a panel of judges in hopes of becoming a professional dancer so convinced uh that she's gonna win that she prematurely burns bridges and her mother uh <laughs> anticipating her escape and she is uh the very spirit of judy garland on this stage and she does this whole dance i was really worried i was like we haven't seen her actually dance we only really heard her kind of like move around and like talk about how she dances. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to be like really bad? She's going to be like that Family Guy episode where Lois and Peter uh, yeah, took the drums and they're just screaming on the guitar, but they <laughs> thought they were singing this beautiful song. So I guess that was going to be, but she was like fine. Like it was yeah. totally middle of the road. She does a little, some twirls. She's very much feeling it, but she like as unfair as the world has been still believed that these people would value like her passion and talent over an aesthetic yeah but of course not because this is how <laughs> like uh you know uh society and hollywood even though it wasn't hollywood see the people so they wanted the all-american girl the blonde um yeah. and she's just, <laughs> yeah, she's just not that yeah she's just not that uh you know they want a Marilyn Monroe yeah. and uh so in this so she's 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 really feeling Judy Garland vibes in here only uh she doesn't get the role obviously and the news is so at odds with Pearl's interpretation of the world and her skill personally that she lets those quiet parts out loud and she's a star okay yeah <laughs> this is the smoke of the volcano that is a warning before her final explosion and it is really intense this is where she's yelling that she's a star and she just spirals out and then she's just like sobbing hideously yeah. it's grief crazy. crying like as if someone had just died in front of her she's howling yeah. like sobbing because her dreams have died in front of yeah. her like she literally was so like that's what i think it is like she really was like 100 like the, her friend was like what are you like oh i hope we get it i hope i get it and she was just like oh i'm gonna get it yeah <laughs> like, i have to because there's no other the option world yeah. owes me and then for for them to say no it was just like that doesn't make any sense yeah it's like because... also like an escape from isolation like it's her only way to get out of where she is so the yeah. desperation is like palpable yeah because it's like what is the alternative like either she gets this and she can get out and actually have a chance or she's here and what yeah 
she goes back to that house well yeah she does yeah, <laughs> so sadly. uh later in a truly harrowing heartbreaking and awe-inspiring scene pearl sits in front of her sister-in-law the sweet mitzi and mitzi explains that of course she could tell her anything she's a safe source they're family talk uh-huh. to me like i'm your husband howard who's my brother and i sure he will love you no matter what you have to say oh, boy was she wrong <laughs> only because she doesn't know who pearl really is and when pearl finally finally gets an opportunity to pour out all those inner fears it doesn't stop and mia goth gives us this one long shot of rambling fears and frustrations and she's just letting it all out yeah like unfiltered (laughs) and she's like trying so hard to like uh get empathy and understanding while also being like no i get it (laughs) like i'm not in the right but life has been very mean to me um so pearl unloads on the unfairness of her life a complaint of the life she deserved but mitzi got instead right um just why why do you get that um and she confesses and reasons and worries and her spiral is controlled and affirmative and the world has been unfair to pearl and she's been dealt a bad hand after bad hand but she's no victim (laughs) okay because something is wrong with pearl um and she knows it yet she demands to be loved in spite of it and she's too far gone what we're left with is pearl making the most of a bad situation ready to play house for her returning husband the way she's been playing good girl her whole life yeah Um, (laughs) just like her finally she airs it all out you know (laughs) mitzi mitzi could have played it a little better um and it's just like well yeah well that's yeah can't change it now (laughs) what's wild is like if someone just convinced or like confessed that they murdered people you gotta up your poker face you gotta like really you gotta say all the right things like you gotta pretend you're oh my god that's so real i totally it's, you want to get out of there you need to say whatever uh-huh. you need to say to get out of there and she totally is just like okay i'm gonna <laughs> I'm be gonna honest go, though. though i'm gonna be honest i don't think mitzi could have said anything Pearl was never going to let her out. The same one with the projection is like when she's like, you know, she says all that and Mitzi's like, okay, I'm going to go. And she just turns around and says, congratulations on getting that role because I know you got it. And she's just like, I didn't get the role. And she played it pretty well, like to the point where I was convinced like maybe she didn't and she's lying that she's saying she did because she's like demanding her to say it. But then she's like, oh my God, this is a chance of a lifetime. I was like, you idiot. crazy because she's like "Mm." you're so close Mm -hmm." like that (laughs) turn is like the most evil that pearl has ever been because all the other people it was like she just kind of like has these accidental moments in a way like even when she stabs a projectionist i feel like there was like it's not like an oopsie but she's just like so like passion crazy like a fear of rejection yeah like that was her other way out and it's gone now so and you're not telling like it's not you're not matching up with what you're saying and that's yeah. frustrating. And I'm already paranoid about how people think about me. Yeah. And you're not helping that, right? With yeah. Mitzi, it was like, she was like, you embody <laughs> all the things I can't have. And so like, you know, I have Mitzi, you know, I got to kill you. And that whole thing where she like lets her run and scream. And she's just like, all right, <laughs> let me just take this axe. So just walks up to her. I was like, yeah. that is 
the coolest thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you know like, we're in the middle of nowhere. No one is hearing you, babe. Like, I've been screaming every day in my life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody heard me. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to hear you, Mitzi. And I loved it. <laughs> I love that so much. And like <laughs> that scene was just good. And it's also uh, a similar scene that happens in X. Yeah. She she axes them down. So I think Pearl's an amazing villain. Like yeah. for in the horror franchise, an amazing villain. Uh just so I, I think Max is actually like a pretty decent final girl. <laughs> I think yeah. she's actually pretty cool because she's weird. Like she's like she's got something evil going on with her too, which is really fun. That's why I'm excited to see what happened to her. Um yeah. but in the end, <laughs> Pearl is a story of repression in an unfair sexist world. And Pearl's life was one of hushed desire. Caring for her father, enduring her mother's constant criticism, the demands to act appropriately as a married woman should, and it's enough to make anyone snap. And this prequel gives us a much-needed context for older Pearl's murderous actions, because Pearl is seeing these young folks enjoying their bodies, being bold and free in a way that she never could be. They taunt her with their youth and opportunity, and they even defend themselves, explaining that their bodies are to do with are theirs to do with whatever they want. Um, but that was never the case for Pearl. Only having yeah. glimpsed a small breath of that sexual freedom in the French pornographic films that he had showed her. And here they are just living her life in dreams. And I think that's what's even more important in this uh, film is that even though it does give us some context for Pearl's actions, it does not excuse Pearl's behavior. Um, yeah. And I, because I think it's important to know that the events in the film didn't inspire her to be the killer in X, but was instead um, a coming of age tale with this killer twist, right? Yeah. Uh, releasing something sinister that was in her all the time. Like she admits to always kind of having something in her that led yeah. her to do these things. It's just like, no one's there to hold her accountable now. Um, yeah. Because and I mean, yeah. And she's never held accountable. Like her husband stays with her the entire time. And it's just like my sweet, crazy wife, at least she's hot. Do, yeah do, do, do. <laughs> yeah and then like you know until the very end she's doing yep. it and and that's all to say because just as pearl fears something is wrong with her yeah <laughs> she knows it everyone knows it it's yeah. how it is yeah unfortunately it's like an entire sad time and for visual i did put my glasses on because i need to read uh totally. but it's it's the whole time and i as you said, it is not excuse it, but I also understand considering the time that she grew up in. I actually like, I remember when we first watched it, you're like, this is like a nature versus nurture. And I was like, no, this is nurture. After I read all this stuff, I'm like, it is nurture. Like this is a product of the way she was raised. Like she chose to murder just like Joe chose to murder, but it mm -hmm. makes sense how like her cognitive brain formation like took place and like how she never really established strong social bonds because of like the level of isolation that she experienced the entirety of her life mm -hmm. um she really never really had a chance uh well I mean I mean we get hints that like she had to have had something before that like her interaction with her boy like husband and stuff like how she met him and stuff so she had a little bit and she had hopes she just kept having hopes that she was yeah. gonna get out and then they were being you know, tarnished. I think for me, it was just her explaining that she always thought something was wrong with her and she's always been seeking out these ways to harm things that yeah. felt to me like a nature's, uh, a nurture, nature thing. Um, yeah. Just because it's like serial killers, you can, 
you learn about them all the time. Their parents and the people, the world around them were totally normal. Yeah. They were just messed up <laughs> sometimes. Occasionally, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm not, I think you know, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, is in no way to excuse. She is a problem. She should not have gone her whole life getting away with murder. But that's also like a product of the patriarchy, not thinking women can be murderers. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe, I'm going to look it up real quick, but when it was actually, when did women get the death or get charged with murder? Well, you have like, um, you know, Mary with the axe. Remember her? No. What? Yeah, Lizzie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- oh, I meant Lizzie Borden. Yeah, 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 yeah. When was that? Um, 1892. She did. Yeah. 1892. This film was in 1918. So not too far afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so she, it's super she, fun. She's very Lizzie Borden-ish. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to get into it. Carl's in an entire time. Uh, and as I said, it's not to excuse it. She's an entire problem. She needed consequences and never at any point receives them. And that's a problem. Um, and she does monstrous things that are very messed up she has actively made bad choices and she is totally needing to be held accountable for those but i didn't know a lot about 1918 and it was really interesting to figure out like the context of this film i was like i am from the 2000s i don't know like i was born in 1993 i don't know Mm -hmm. what any of this is (laughs) and like i learned about the great depression in history class but like a, a lot of this i just like i knew the plague happened I knew the mm-hmm. war happened, but like, I don't know anything about rural life. I was raised in a city adjacent most of my life. Um, so Pearl is an entire hilarious time filled with murder, the plague, and other antics. It really highlights what it was like to be a woman in the early 1900s and how the plague of 1918, World War One, and social relationships of women living in rural communities all kind of like mesh together in this mess of this time um mm-hmm. the film shows us a woman named pearl whose only real friends for the majority of her life are farm animals and pearl's only real purpose according to her family is to live on this farm the rest of her life take care of her father and not have dreams or aspirations outside of that mm-hmm. um and what's really fun about watching and researching this episode is that pearl's living through her own panini press mess of a pandemic at a pivotal point in her life like she is in her adolescence i found out how young she is and it's going to upset you so i'm just letting you know uh, <laughs> like listeners gabe i already told but you guys who are listening <laughs> you're gonna be very upset when you figure out how much of a child this character is uh, like literally um, but what was really relatable uh, up until the brutal murders was like the fact that she's living through this pandemic in a like time of economic disparity and like all this other like stressful stuff that's going on um, but I'm basically going to unpack kind of the historical context of Pearl's lived experiences so Pearl grew up in the early 1900s the film is centered in the 1918s just a few years before the Great Depression um, in 1918 that is when the influenza pandemic was in full swing and as of 2018 that was considered the most severe pandemic of recent history that was until the COVID-19 officially won as the most deadly disease in American history. Um, But in 1918, rural communities were especially impacted by the H1N1 illness, saying that nine in 10 people died from it uh, if you lived in the rural communities because of the lack of exposure to previous influenza strains. So essentially because they were 
isolated in being in a rural community, they had significantly less exposure to illness than people in the cities. So people in the cities didn't only died at a rate of like one in 8,000 uh, or something like that. It was similar mm -hmm. to that. I have the exact ones, but I don't have them in my brain. It was significantly less in the cities and nine in 10 people died mm -hmm. from H1N1 in the rural areas. So the necessity for isolation in rural communities was quite literally life or death. Um, statistics were even more damning if you were over the age of 30, specifically saying from the Infection Control Today's article uh, in 1918 flu pandemic, mortality in urban and isolated rural areas varied. Um, they say that analyses for isolated communities such as Labrador, Canada and Alaska, USA, showed that the majority of adults over 30 years, uh, the mortality for all adults over 30 years was very high and up to 90 to 100% mortality wow. rate. Uh, so like if you were above 30 and lived in a rural location, you were almost guaranteed to die if you got the H1N1. So like the mother's hesitation and rage around Pearl traveling into town and doing more than just getting medicine has significantly more context as like she falls of the 30 and up category that like would die if exposed mm -hmm. to this illness. Um, so in Pearl choosing to like journey outside of that, in her defense, she's a child. Um, yeah. But like she is actively putting the parents' lives in jeopardy. Um, yeah. This isn't like a case of like Carrie's mom who was just a problem. This lady had like, yeah, a reason. She had a reason. She's like, didn't have a reason to be like an asshole. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. didn't have a reason to be like upset that her kid was like going all around town and like interacting with people and like not wanting to wear a mask when nine and 10 people were dying of this illness. Mm -hmm. um, so the isolation that Pearl experiences in her youth is also a product of the time period as well as the geographical location she grew up in. While the film was filmed in New Zealand, it is staged in Texas. Um, and basically Texas did not have formalized requirements for attendance for public school until 1915. Mm -hmm. So this is 1918. You were not required to go to school legally for more than 60 days at a time, unless you were uh, in born and educated after 1915 in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, it was also like, as a fun fact, they weren't legally required to give people textbooks until 1918. Wow. Um, like the public school system was garbage back then, especially for girls. Uh, you were very mm -hmm. significantly likely to not be educated. Um, especially in the South. So with that in mind, it's reasonable to assume that Pearl did not get much socialization as a child outside of the farm and her parents. And this impacted her ability to develop connections with her peers that were of her age, as well as likely impacted her social relationships with others. Extended isolation during early adolescence is known to cause depression, anxiety, high stress, and results in 30% more likelihood of developing symptoms of PTSD. So the impact of solitude on early adolescence can also impact their like self-confidence or like insecurities mm -hmm. make a lot of sense. And it's also linked to hypervigilance of social threats and a lack of trust towards others. So like someone saying something to you and you don't believe them. Um, the trust impact of this is highly dependent upon the home life situation, meaning like if the parents don't suck, you're likely going to be okay. You know, mm -hmm. like adolescents who are in positive home situations are likely to maintain resilience in isolation and also like develop some pro-social 
interactions because they're having like positive interactions with their parents. Um, but in adolescents living in toxic or abusive situations, which includes emotional and like an emotional neglect on the part of her mother, um, will experience more mental trauma. So in comparing this to Pearl's upbringing and the coldness of her mother towards her, it's likely that Pearl fell into like the later category. Um, and I think it is actually very likely that she was not socialized much in school and that the majority of her socialization was like if she had to go into town or if like she was at church, if they were like religious, which it did seem to suggest that that was possible, mm -hmm. um, as well as like in that time period, you had to marry your children if you wanted them to be have any sort of financial reward for you. And considering the fact that the mom had no means to like gain financial security because of the situation happening with her husband and the fact that women like weren't allowed to own property without their husband say so, um, it makes sense that she would try to marry her daughter off to a more affluent family so that she would not have to be financially responsible for her. Um, in addition to like the situation that they're already dealing with, with caring for the dad. Um, I found out there was like research that was conducted on rats, which I like hate animal research, but it's like, is what it is. That's what the article that I found was talking about. And they specifically conducted research on rats who experienced social isolation at, and comparing like that to like human social isolation. Uh, and I found out that it was heavily impactful when there was an absence of maternal care uh, it combined with isolation, that that had significantly more damaging effects beyond just like regular cortisol release and stress. Um, and that social isolation deprived crucial stimuli to the maintenance of neurobiological mechanisms and development uh, within like a growing brain. So in an article in the National Library for Medicine titled The Effects of Social Deprivation on Adolescent Development and Mental Health, they outlined that chronically isolated adolescent rats, um, isolated throughout their whole adolescent period, have shown abnormal behaviors such as hyperreactivity to stressful situations and increased aggression. Isolation-induced changes additionally occur for cognitive processes, such as learning and attention, and result in diminished performance on tasks that involve these processes. Particularly isolation during adolescence results in cognitive flexibility deficits and impair reward learning, reversal learning, and attention shifting. With this research in mind, over, Pearl's like over-the-top reactions to conflict have a lot more context, specifically her rage over feelings of abandonment or rejection tend to make a little bit more sense. Um, and a lot of the other stuff I read too, it was uh, a lot of it was oriented around like the development of social relationships in adolescence and how like the impact of anxiety disorders and depression and other things that were caused by isolation impacted like this feeling of like insecurity and not being able to like feel safe or like feeling like something's wrong with you because you're not developing these, uh, connections with people that are of your age you're not in adolescence it's so important to have like approval from your peers so if you're not given the opportunity to interact with peers much at all you're not going to have that kind of like approval from them so your establishment of right and wrong is not mm -hmm. going to be socially influenced outside of like what your parents tell you um 
the context of her marriage as a pathway to escape from social isolation, as well as a pathway to higher economic status also makes sense for the time period. Marriage was like literally the only method women had to escape toxic family situations, as well as the only method to move up financially from a class standpoint. So especially considering that like Pearl's family did not have a lot fiscally going on to offer. Um, the fact she was able to marry into a wealthier like family is actually mm -hmm. kind of surprising. Um, I like, I, it just doesn't make sense really like how she would get in with the rich people considering that like her family didn't really go places within the town and it didn't seem like they were like well connected and they were really rude to the rich people too. So it's like, I really just don't even understand how she met Howard uh, outside she, of like they sought out a suitor for her uh, and were lucky. I think they met in town. I think okay. like when she would go in town, he was there. I think that's what she said. Um, okay. I don't remember, but yeah, that makes sense then. Howard's also the kind of person, like, what he wants, he gets. So mm. <laughs> if he saw her and wanted her because of what she would have stood for, which is an obedient wife, then yeah. you'd get it. Yeah. And when you find out how old she is, it's really upsetting. So the average age of marriage in 1918 was 20 years old for women. But in the South, it was oftentimes possible to marry younger. In fact, that was like probably more often the case like the young the age of consent was not raised to 16 until 1918 yeah. uh well, the timeline yeah and the timeline we're given in the film positions us in 1918 with pearl married since her husband went to war as world war one started in 1914 it's possible at this point in the film pearl had already been married for four years According to a Google search, X takes place in 1979, and Pearl is roughly 16 in the movie mm -hmm. Pearl. It can be inferred that her character is around 77 years old in X. So if she's 16 in the film, then it can be presumed that she married Howard at the ripe age of 12. Oh my gosh. Between 12 and 14, at max minimum 12, maximum 14, um, and then he was sent to war. Uh, her erratic behavior and lack of understanding of the permanence of her actions makes a lot more sense when understanding that she is a literal child. Um, the frontal lobe of the human brain that controls decision-making, impulse control, emotional response, and consequential thinking-making uh, are not fully formed until a human's in their early to mid-20s. Add the level of developmental trauma and neglect that Pearl has experienced in her early life, it is not shocking that she struggles to unpack, understand and unpack the impact of her actions it is not shocking at all that she would not realize that on her knee-jerk reactions that like murder's permanent mm -hmm. that it has consequences she, yeah. she does not have the cognitive processing in place she does not have the frontal lobe in place even like reconcile that mm -hmm. like her actions have finite and permanent reactions and like consequences and like add in the fact that when howard gets home he's just you know that in the future he just sticks by her there's no consequences at all he's just like all right well marriage we don't get divorced in 1918 um and there's a reason like i married a 12 year old yeah and then went away for a bunch of years what was i trying to expect you know like mm -hmm. i left her here to yeah. exist um, and yeah, so like a lot of the stuff that I ended up reading makes me very worried about Panini Press children um, and that like there is a lot of social isolation that happens, um, especially if you live in a rural community that's already exponentially more isolated than elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so as I said, it's not to excuse her actions. 
at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and as much as she very much is a villain, I do feel bad for the fact that like this was the hand that she was dealt. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was and really it's... not given much opportunity for growth. No, uh, and there's like so. There's even more than that too, right? Like she's young, she's married young. She there's a pandemic, but she's also the child of immigrants. So there's yeah. the pressure to um, perform and be the perfect American. She's not allowed to talk about like what's happening. Like and to be it, her parents are German immigrants during <laughs> 1918, well, yeah. and so she has that also to to be stressed about, right? Is like that identity, you know, and that stress of her parents and them having to like quiet that part of their history um and perform as you know upright citizens especially now so that no one's like pointing fingers at them so of course they're going to marry away their daughter like immediately and also her the added pressure of having to take care of her father like being a caretaker for family and like you know all the things that are put onto her is really stressful and it adds like there needs to be you know even now it's a fight to have like compassion and understanding to like the mental effect on people who have to take care of each other and take care of your family back then there was none of that like her mom just expects her to do everything um and like not uh understand that she also needs her life too like her life cannot be just this and that's what she's fighting for the entire time yeah and she's also like parentified in that way too like she's not really given the opportunity to be a kid she's married off at 12 expected to eventually immediately become a wife you are an adult you don't Mm -hmm. get to be a kid and she really never got to like experience childhood at all and Mm -hmm. with that never got to like establish strong like friendships or relationships outside of like the farm animals that live on her farm so like it would make it makes sense to me that Mm -hmm. she's struggling and that she is like really lonely and isolated and that she is uh one thing that they really outline especially in adolescence is like that feeling of isolation and loneliness there's this gen because of the ptsd and anxiety and depression that ends up being activated with that is that like the desperation to get out of that situation feels like life or death mm-hmm. for them like the her sobbing as you said like it was the loss of her like her only way out and mm-hmm. she is sobbing as if she has just witnessed her person be murdered in front of yeah. her uh and it's like because it was like that was her only cling to sanity because it was this hope for a future that now like can't exist mm-hmm. um and the, yeah. like in terms of like how that impacts the brain and like not remembering her actions and having all of these like really intense and like violent outbursts it's like not shocking mm-hmm. that she ended up this way um and it's also like you mentioned the fact that her husband uh went to, uh, like in terms of like they are german her husband volunteered to go fight in the war against mm-hmm. germany they are married there has to be some stress related there too yeah like how does he feel about her and her family and -hmm. like also her mom like there's also this like the classism too because like her mom has all that pride as well like when they come in her the uh howard's mom brings them the pig to like as just like to take care of them and they're like oh you're you know so isolated your family though we need to take care of you and the mother to just be like no we don't accept that like that's definitely like immigrant like thinking too and then Mm -hmm. like the pride of that time period like 
uh, coupled with the fact that they are in the lower class, like working class, like all of that stress, like, <laughs> like Pearl isn't even allowed to be thankful for things when she gets them because she yeah. isn't allowed to think that she deserves them. So yeah, like even just thinking like the fact that uh, Mitzi says to Pearl, she's like, hey, he could have avoided the war. Like we had the mm -hmm. means to get him out of it and he chose like the audacity. <laughs> Yeah. Like only he, like only this white man would have the ability to draft Dodge financially and then choose not to. To do it, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like coming back and he's seen, like, especially the first world war, like he's seen some things. Like he is yeah. so like that's and so that kind of puts into context why he allows her to do what she does in X and like why they got as far as they did was he like he's seen some stuff like he's he's got his own traumas that he's working through and then he comes home to this and it's just yeah. like okay and, and we were not in the age of therapy no one talked about anything no. ever if you were crazy you were just crazy no one ever unless you were what then you could be institutionalized that was fairly common for yeah, adolescents in the would, early 1900s they would like electroshock um, you yeah electroshock therapy yeah so like Walk i guess in a room with wallpaper in, in his own way, <laughs> maybe it was a kindness uh, in that he didn't get her lobotomized. That's good. Uh, but also, uh, as a result of this situation, she never has any consequences for her actions. Um, and also, like, her whole thing is she was like, he, he was my way out, and then he said he wanted to live on the farm. Like, mm -hmm. he, there's a whole other discussion about how rich people will like glorify poverty yeah, yeah romanticize poverty and like, like oh, just, i just want to experience it for funsies and then if i don't like it i can go back to my mansion yeah. um it's like, <laughs> like the entire thing and also it's like it's at one point do they ever address the fact that she's murdered his sister it's like a lot it's a lot to unpack at the end of the day is all yeah. I have to say. About it super that. is. And I think, you know, there's, you know, some people are like, wow, this is a ridiculous film. You know, there's some just like dislike for it. And I totally get it. Cause it, it is really weird. Like, and it, yeah. it, it, it meanders a lot too. <laughs> like there's a lot of just like, what are we doing here? And we're just kind of dwelling along, but really just like watching me a goth makes it worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like every time she's on the screen, it's just like, she's so perplexing and you really believe her as pearl um yeah and and you do sympathize with her even knowing what she's doing what she's going to do uh, yeah. and because now you know what her whole life was yeah. <laughs> when she when we get to x like you know what she sees you know when you, she sees britney snow's character she just sees mitzi <laughs> you know she sees Maxine she sees herself that was yeah. supposed to be me yeah um totally good and it, you're so. living the, the life I that was stolen from me or whatever yeah, that I deserved yeah yeah and it's it's a whole time the entitlement feels appropriate for the demographic that she represents it's okay it is what it is she's still a problem she's still yeah. <laughs> needed to be stopped uh but it's I did not have any of that context going into the film. Like I do nothing about 1918. I was just like, I know there was a pandemic before, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just made it really interesting. 
as like a character analysis. I just find that really fascinating. So that's why that's what I focused on. Maybe yeah. one day we'll talk about like the sexual repression. Like I'm pretty sure back then, like you could not touch like they had like it separate was missionary, beds. nothing else. You like it beds. really you, you only had sex to procreate yeah. unless like you were a loose woman. Mm-hmm. Uh so like I get it. She's never experienced an orgasm. I would also be very mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh I was just thinking, <laughs> I saw this post and someone was like, some kid asked this person how like when they were born and they were like, oh, 1989 or something. It was like, oh, the late 1900s And he was like, Stop. <laughs> Shut um, up. Um <laughs> excuse you yeah <laughs> no uh like yes but, but no. how dare you <laughs> how dare you the late 1900s what I mean uh, but it is though like if you really think about it it was not that long ago when the world was straight up bonkers um it still is to know right yeah it still <laughs> is but like uh 90 of the movie I'm like oh god I'm just really happy it's not then anymore uh even though today still sucks there's still so much ouch and awful in the world but back then even a lot too it was not the good old days it was the awful no one wished to be there yeah (laughs) bad times it was yeah and i'm excited to see what the next installment is i want to see maxine in the 80s and since it's a horror film i wonder if she's the killer now yeah i mean she had to kill to survive and that can change you yeah and she wants to be a star too so you know there's maybe maybe that's her old thing it was forever she just really wants to be maybe she becomes like the most star porn person killing it in the game you know yeah. and then killing murdery on the side like for reels yeah uh you know i don't know i have no idea what the plot is but Neither. i do think this is like a really interesting I don't know. I think this, like, as I hope this film, these combination of films get, like, a lot of recognition for, like, kind of, like, what they do for the horror genre, even though, like, Pearl isn't necessarily, like, horror horror. It's, like, horror comedy. But, like, I feel like it really defines a lot of really interesting topics that, I don't know, I mean something. Like, this film says stuff, and that's cool. Uh, I like this film say stuff. Yeah, and I think it does, like, Ty West's approach to, like, the genres and, like, the aesthetics and, like, all of that is, I feel like he does what Grady Hendrix thinks he's doing. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm talking <laughs> crap about Grady Hendrix. How he always is just, like, when he made, like, My Best Friend's Exorcism, and he was like, this is a VHS tape. Like, he really, like, it's, like with his books, it's like a an homage to a horror something yeah and like with the book cover and like the title and then like the synopsis of whatever the story is absolutely nailed it yeah. but then when he gets to writing it you're like you're not allowed to write women anymore you're you're banned from that I don't know why people keep letting you do this yeah. um and why people are putting you on this pedestal <laughs> like have you read the book yeah. um, so I feel like Ty West does that like well where he's yeah. actually like okay it has the aesthetic like it, it has all the the outer parts of it right the yeah um the visuals but it also has like this core part of it that's still a good thing it's still a new good thing yeah <laughs> it's not just replicating the old things it's also commentary on those things yeah. um which is like i think like x is such a great film and that's like, like people really love pearl and they're like pearl made x better i was like no <laughs> 
<laughs> X was great. Okay, X yeah. was fine. And Pearl, also great. So it's like, yeah. they can both exist and be great in their own ways. And then also, like, influence each other in a really cool way, too. And I was yeah. like, so dope i love this i love what's happening <laughs> it's so cool and it's just like i don't know we always live in history like eventually like i'm sure people who are watching like scream and like uh the other ones the ones we watch the like early horror movies mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking For about us, what do you mean? like before the ones that happened before us but like are the defining horror movies like did stuff for the horror genre yeah like everyone talks about them mm-hmm. i hope that x and pearl are that in like 20 years that's yeah, what i mean yeah like, okay it's just like, yeah like the ones that are like oh wow this really was saying stuff for the horror genre that we unpack now like after the fact mm-hmm. i hope that prolinix get that recognition in like 10 years 20 years yeah like um, the next generation of ghouls will cover yeah. this film these films in a very specific way that we're doing yeah. but in this like look back of like they'll be like Remember? Look, look at the late 1900s <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Britney Spears is retro. That's what they said in uh I was watching Ginger. They said that I was like It's like classic rock no. and then it's like I don't even know, Breaking Benjamin or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, not the old like nickelback. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, when oh, did it happen? It happened so fast. I was really young, like five years mouth. ago. <laughs> um but i yeah it's just super gross about pearl being that young that's crazy oh yeah she was like when she got married she had to be 12 to 14 and in that film she's 16 so like i it's it's different like i will not sympathize with adults i will sympathize with children uh and she was a child Mm -hmm. um so that's like where i'm like it's different (laughs) as an adult she continues to murder and then she's an entire problem i don't sympathize Mm -hmm. with that pearl i sympathize with child pearl though because like she was still a child a bad hand and another bad hand and another bad hand she had three opportunities to get out of there and they were stolen from her every single time for why for like no good reason like she didn't show the crazy until after the things were taken from her yeah so that's you know yeah except i guess she did lie about having a dog and he was like that's weird she just yeah. i don't know why she had to bring him home and be weird she was so weird yeah but that's just like this is the first time she's ever had a friend home you know <laughs> like yeah. with my dad <laughs> you know like she was that was kind yeah of like she literally has <laughs> never had like these interactions she's never like i mean i'm sure she brought like howard home to meet them but like yeah you know he didn't know her he knew this like like version of her and in her mind this guy knew her more than howard did even though he'd only known her for like five minutes yeah well she was like Uh, come to my childhood bedroom yeah (laughs) so uh yeah so so i highly recommend this film and x let us know what you think um if you're looking forward to max x scene and uh you know any recommendations of film like uh pearl like villains I'm down to watch them because she was she was crazy. I like her. Um, yeah. That ending, I just can't. I can't. It's just it's so good. And then the credits, like, didn't even mention that. She has that whole monologue, and then it, you know she does an amazing murder in that. Like, it was cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's not good to murder. Uh, and yeah. then uh, when Howard comes home, 
and she's just like oh you're home and she does like that smile and then she's like kind of twitching and trying to keep it going and then they play the credits over her face doing that and it's like yeah. five minutes of credits and she just like keeps going and I'm just like so many awards you need which um just a sidebar i finished the bear and he has in the last episode the character has like i want to say like 15 minutes of this monologue that's one shot of him just like going through it and talking about losing his brother and just all the other stuff that he's going through and it was a really like intense scene and i was like i literally just watched pearl now I'm watching this as like, and I bet <laughs> that this person is going to get all these awards, which he deserves because it's an amazing performance. Yeah. But he like, he, of course he's going to get it, but she's not going to get anything because it's in horror and no one gives yeah. it any respect. And that drives me crazy. Yeah. It's such a shame because she's so talented. And I mean, hopefully she does get recognition if she does do acting in other genres but as you're so right it's not fair because like the performance in this and x were like phenomenal Mm -hmm. like some of the best acting i've seen maybe ever and like hurt me hurt my soul uh and like how just gut-wrenching and like sad and like authentic or genuine rather not authentic genuine her Mm -hmm. emotional responses are and how well she acts them she needs all the awards and you're so right it's such a shame because she's probably not going to get them mm-hmm. just like uh, how tony collette was robbed from hereditary yeah. and it's like and she's you know secured herself in this horror genre too because like the cronenberg film is pretty horrific as well and so it's like are you gonna keep doing this because they're not gonna give you the respect that you need like or I just hope maybe you'll bring the respect right like people start looking at, although i don't know why wouldn't you look at tony collette like if someone was going to change the game it would probably have been her <laughs> but yeah. i like thinking of like uh jordan peele's films that like won some awards i think but like don't mm-hmm. get the recognition in terms of awards that they need to uh or as to well. get marked as comedies instead of horror yeah no 100 like it's an yeah. entire thing <laughs> there's a lot of problems the horror genre gets no respect and no. yeah and it's like you really like you gotta and it's the doing the most. Places. It's saying the most. It should be getting the most awards of all things. You gotta get like you gotta traumatize yourself in yeah. horror films, like as an act, like yeah. <laughs> what, what? Anyway, that's our tangent for that. Um, but be <laughs> sure to like and subscribe. Uh, and uh, we're gonna be off for the month of March. So uh, catch us back in April. And in the meantime, definitely let us know what you think suggestions for things um we have a new series coming in april and we're excited to see you then and we'll miss you and don't get married delete your kids yeah or you'll murder your family and then greet that husband or whoever you married and just be like (laughs) for five minutes uh 15 minutes whatever it is wild